0: and John Holcomb, a longtime color analyst for the Cowboys, an award-winning TV sports guy, all-around good guy, joins us now. Uh, John, good afternoon to you.
1: John, great to be with you, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, no. it, it's 2021 then, so <laughs> now
0: you got that out of the way. <laughs> no, no. It's true every day of the year, and uh, it's good <laughs> to hear your voice. Appreciate you being on with us. What a big win uh, for you guys. Uh, does that seem like it's been forever ago since you uh, you had a game to call?
1: Yes, it does. It does. But it just, in, in one way, I guess it allows you to savor it a little bit longer. That's the last taste you have in your mouth. That's a pretty good one. You'd like to repeat that.
0: Absolutely. But games since then against Oklahoma, Bedlam postponed and at West Virginia postponed. Uh, and how are we looking for tomorrow? Uh, are we going to play this game tomorrow with Baylor?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think we're going to play. Good, I've got good. my fingers crossed just like you. And in terms of who's out there at what any point of the game, I, I'm kind of like you. I, I, I think we're just going to have to wait and see who's out there when we tip it off, and to see. I, I don't think that the Cowboys are in 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 any sort of real shortage in terms of bodies on the bench. It's just a matter of um, how many. Of the ones you normally count on are going to be available, right? I, I guess is the best way to put sure, it. Sure,
0: sure. And w- and what has practice been like? I mean, do you know how how much they've had the entire team together for practice?
1: It's my understanding that uh, this uh, will be at least uh, at least two days to get ready for this one. <laughs> two and, whole days, and, right? And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two whole days. Which you know, coming off a game, you get into a rhythm. You know how this goes when you play well, you'd like to continue to be out there. And so they obviously haven't been able to do that outside of they've been a little bit fortunate in terms of being able to get individual workouts in, in Gallagher-Iba because both OSU wrestling and the Cowgirl basketball team, the way their schedules have lined up, they've been out of town a lot. So you're not battling for the time that you need to have, you know, it it kind of all to yourself. I gotcha. Yeah. Because of the protocols they've been able to, to continue to do that but you know this especially in basketball individual workouts are one thing and going five on five is a completely different deal
0: yeah absolutely uh that brings to mind i've never really thought about this do you, do you have an alternate floor yeah you do out there at the entrance yeah. the entrance to gallagher iba there's some uh, there's practice floors there aren't there
1: yes there is yeah. there it's on the south side of the, yes. of the complex there and and it just kind of depends. You, know, you you try to equalize it as to whether the cowgirls or cowboys are using that versus the main floor.
0: Gotcha. Very good. What um, what do you think we're in for? What are we in for tomorrow, crowd wise? What what do you allow inside Gallagher Iba?
1: You know, it's it's right around thirty five hundred, okay. somewhere around. Maybe a little bit more, but it's uh, you know the the, the building holds uh, thirteen. Six eleven, I think, is is the number, and so you're at about twenty five percent capacity, and then. But you know, it's like everything everywhere else that that bottom floor, the uh, tier one level, if you want to call it, that, yeah, <laughs> it, where they they move the bleachers back. So you know, in, in look, Allen Fieldhouse is its own special home court advantage, but Gallagher but you know, you've been there, John, plenty of times. How steep it is. Oh, and it yeah. feels like fans are right on top of you. It doesn't quite have that same feel.
0: I got you. Uh, tell everybody here uh, how things have gone with you and Dave calling games remotely. And, and, and am I right, even home games you do remotely?
1: Yes, yes. We're actually, and credit goes to Dave uh, for seeing this. Um, I think some of the discussions may have started, John, you can correct me if you remember this better than I do. But Dave was kind of out in front of this. Even when the tournament was shut down in Kansas City last year, as we looked ahead, he didn't take much time before thinking, "All right, odds are we're not going to be totally back to normal by basketball season next year." So he was already looking ahead at this. Well, and he was right about what that one. <laughs> yeah, what would it what would it take to get you know video feeds, not just? Broadcast and whatever you, you and I might watch off cable or whatever at home, but what would it take to get the in-house video and and extra things that are needed for for broadcast? And and he deserves a lot of credit for getting it all set up. So we are in. Um, how can I how can I say this? An unfinished section uh, of the West End Zone building at the football stadium. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, it's it's between Orange Power Studios where they tape all the coaches' shows. And Cowboy Dining, which, you know, for all the athletes, it's their, their dining hall. And this is an area where still Photog, uh, Bruce Waterfield, will take a lot of pictures of the various teams and athletes during the year. And so we've get, we have plenty. Let me tell you, we are socially distant.
0: <laughs> I've are. seen the pictures, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but we
1: each have monitors and, and, you know, have this ability. And, you know, could we be in the in the second level of gallagher tomorrow? Since he and I, are, neither one of us are Tier 1, where you're just like team and coaches and staff, where you get tested at least three times a week, we could be, but there are some logistics to get through there and just to have a central point from where we're calling home and road games for right
0: now, this has worked. It's worked pretty well. Not right, good, John Holcomb, our guest, uh, Oklahoma State color analyst. John, when you look at the win over Kansas, and then now you have opportunity to play Baylor on a national stage on CBS, the success that Kate Cunningham has had, what does that do from an ex- exposure standpoint for Oklahoma State, especially looking at the recruiting aspect of it?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's you know you're going to get those games, but you do have to win your share of them to keep that momentum going. In, in recruiting. And fortunately, as we said off the top, you get that win over Kansas after you've blown big leads and uh, in other games, like to West Virginia and to TCU at home, two games that you, I mean, you should have won. Um, winning games is, is the biggest key. And so the ability to win that game, and you have Cade Cunningham who's performing at such a high level, but he's one of those guys that you kind of look up and you go except for a little burst like he had in the first half against Kansas, where he scored about 10 or 12 points in rapid succession. He was knocking down jumpers from everywhere on the floor. Outside of that, he has this efficiency to his game that kind of you look up and you go, wow, that was a quiet 21 points, Hmm. you know, Uh, but yes, when you win games like that and you have your star player play the way that he did. And then you have exciting, explosive complimentary plays from other players Yes, you have momentum, but you got to string those together. I mean, if the Cowboys go out tomorrow and can't match up with, uh, you know, can't neutralize somewhat Baylor's backcourt and can't, you know, you can't allow them to control the game totally. But that's a really tough task. And say you lose that game tomorrow, then okay, then it becomes all right. Well, how did they look against Baylor? And then that that's where. You got to be really interested to dive deeper into: Is this a flash in the pan? Are they going to win some? Are they going to lose some? Are they just a young team? And and what what does it mean? I think as much as anything else, here's what you backed up the Kansas win with. And for those who really pay attention on social media, for the accounts that aren't banned, um, <laughs> <laughs> the the story the story of D Mitchell, the yeah. walk on. Mm-hmm who had been there, and then Mike Boynton goes to Walmart where D has been working, and he offers him a scholarship. You backed up the win over Kansas with a real feel-good story. So those kids who may be interested in OSU and to seeing is it more than just Cade Cunningham, are getting a pretty good picture right now. That That said, you better not get blown out by 20 tomorrow.
0: Right. That was one thing I was curious about, and I thought that was a really awesome story and how they handled the situation with D Mitchell. But... is he still going to be able to work? I mean, it, with having that scholarship, and now he's a scholarship player. Is he still able to keep that job?
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question. I don't know if he can work a little bit or not. I'd have to I have to double check on that. But you know, D was so emotionally overcome, and his you know his mom had had not been able to go back to work, as I understand it, uh, once the pandemic hit. So it was really on him. Um, I'm, I honestly don't know exactly what what the rules are for him, if he can still work a little bit or if he has to give the job up full-time. Mm-hmm.
0: John Holcomb, our guest, uh, longtime color analyst, Oklahoma State football and basketball. John, you've seen a lot of good players come through uh, Gallagher, Iba Arena, and Boone Pickens Stadium uh, You know, for the Cowboys and for opponents. Uh, where, does, where does Cade Cunningham, a, as a freshman, how does he rank with some of the greats you've seen?
1: Boy, uh, he is right there at the top. Uh, he has to be. I mean, you, you, your most immediate comparison is, is Marcus Smart, who has done really well for himself in the NBA. And Marcus, you know, Marcus's style, as you know, John, was just this ultra-competitive, intense, uh, aggressive, physical defender type who, every once in a while, would knock down threes, but wasn't a really good three-point shooter. Um, also, you know, he, he would, he would try to push the, the boundaries of drawing charges and, <laughs> and he had a reputation <laughs> right. in the league because of that. But, but what you get with Kate and, and Marcus understood, um, game situations really well, but I'm telling you that Kate Cunningham's basketball IQ is off the charts. And I mentioned the efficiency of his game, um, Look, he's had bouts at times where he's felt like maybe trying to do a little too much. He's had a few too many turnovers, but in the grand scheme of things, we're not talking about a guy who can't take care of the ball. But what you see with Cade is his ability one-on-one to get to the spots on the floor that he wants to get to in the half-court situation, which makes a huge difference for any team, because especially at 6'8", he can take smaller guys down, and he's got the use of either hand when he goes up to shoot uh, when he gets inside 10, 12 feet uh, defensively though, that's as, as much of a pleasant surprise. And I didn't think he was a bad defender coming in, but, but you look at that last play with a game tied at 70 with uh, Kansas, the next to last play. And Marcus Garrett has a little height advantage on Avery Anderson, and they're going to put it in Garrett's hands and he's going to drive to the basket. And the first part of that play was Avery Anderson able to get his chest kind of back in front of Garrett's shoulder to help. But it was Cunningham reading the right time to come off of his man to wait for Garrett to go up to not only block the shot, but as he told us afterward, try to block it down, not out of bounds to where they could maintain possession. Then he goes to get the ball in midair. is looking for a teammate and finds the teammate that starts with the fast break that ends up with the end one layup by Rondell Walker. It's plays like that, that just separate him from so many. I mean, he, he does not look like a freshman out there body style. He, he's, he's strong. He's everything that the national guys have said. He, they expected him to be. And while he's not perfect, he's, Uh, gosh darn he's he's doggone close
0: (laughs) he doesn't look like a freshman you know in any way and you talked about his iq you can tell that when you watch the way he plays well uh look forward to seeing him in person i think tomorrow we'll find out uh i don't know if we'll see each other tomorrow or not but look forward to heading your way and uh appreciate your time this afternoon your family doing okay
1: yeah we're we're doing fine we're doing fine i hated to hear on the uh score update that the uh that umhb's women lost last night i know that's probably not sitting well with my brother and and his wife but uh, i think they'll get over
0: it. you're plugged in very good very good sorry again (laughs) about your dad passing uh very sorry about that
1: well john thanks he uh you know he lived a very full rich life and he was a godly man and a tremendous father and and husband and uh, he was he was mine and my brother's basketball coach when we were little kids too. And I and I'll tell you this much: if you don't think he was invested in that, and this is probably where I got I get all of my uh, passion for sports. We may have been the only team in the fourth grade Shawnee Oklahoma YMCA league. That had three-ring binders with plays
0: drawn up in there. <laughs> How about that? That's some coaching there. <laughs> That's great. Hey, stay safe. Uh, hope to see you tomorrow. Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, come on up to Cowboy Dining. Maybe I can uh, slip you some uh, plasticware for your meal. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, sure, absolutely. I'll do that. Thanks, John. See ya. That's All right, John, see you guys. John Holcomb, uh, the color analyst for Oklahoma State.